listening to the Agent Survival Guide podcast. A podcast for today's insurance agents. Informing. Educating. Empowering. Improving the way you do business in an industry that's anything but static. In today's episode, hosting an educational Medicare event is a great way to spread knowledge about healthcare. Find out how to do that compliantly as we explore rules for hosting a compliant Medicare educational event, written by Roxanne Anderson. While events are often a great way to generate leads, holding Medicare educational events during the COVID pandemic is a legal and ethical gray area. What is allowed at seminars for the 2023 annual enrollment period? The Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services have set forth rules on what you can and cannot do when holding Medicare educational events. Today, we will cover these guidelines. Let's start off with can agents hold Medicare educational events amidst the COVID-19 pandemic? The COVID-19 pandemic has led to various changes in our society masks, hand sanitizer, social distancing, etc. While more events are being held, we still need to be cautious, especially with clients who have weakened immune systems and pre-existing conditions. Areas may still be restricting gatherings, so are Medicare educational seminars permitted for this AEP? The answer is it depends. States and counties are still affected by COVID differently and therefore are responding differently. We recommend asking this question to your state's Department of Insurance, as well as the carriers you represent. The answer will depend on the health of your states and counties. Whether individuals attending are vaccinated or not, the restrictions of states and counties, and if your carriers are allowing in-person member events at this time. In some cases, you may be able to hold a compliant virtual Medicare educational event, but again, check with your carriers first. Some retail sales programs may not be offered this AEP or will be offered with additional restrictions. Additionally, some carriers may make the decision to cancel in-person seminars for this AEP. If virtual meetings are not an option, you may have to explore other ways to help your prospective and current clients this AEP. We must all do our part right now to stay safe and protect each other from unnecessary health risks. Should you still wear a mask or set out hand sanitizer for in-person appointments? Can you ask your clients COVID screening questions or check their temperatures before meeting? We answer these questions and more in our blog post on how to sell Medicare during COVID and AEP, and we have that linked for you in the episode notes. After looking into these sources, have you found out you can still host a Medicare educational event? If the answer is yes, then it is time to start planning it. Before you get too involved, though, make sure you review your motivation for putting on the presentation. Affairs like these serve to inform Medicare beneficiaries about Medicare Advantage, Part D, or other Medicare programs. 
During them, you cannot market specific plans. If marketing is your goal, you must hold and follow CMS's guidelines for a Medicare sales event. As for the when and where, educational events may be held in a public venue. Under no circumstances should you hold them in in in-home or one-on-one settings. What about a virtual Medicare event? Depending on the carrier and state, you may be able to compliantly hold a virtual educational event for Medicare prospects or enrollees during the 2023 AEP. If you are holding a virtual presentation, you'll need to choose an online platform like Skype, Zoom, or Facebook Live instead of a physical location for your event. Your carriers will likely have specific rules for virtual events, so check with them first. Next, promoting your Medicare educational event. You can advertise these events via most forms of marketing, including newspaper and radio ads, flyers, and direct mailers. However, there are a couple of guidelines you must follow when marketing educational events. All educational events must be explicitly marketed as educational to beneficiaries. And educational event advertisements and invitations must contain the following disclaimer. Quote, for accommodations of persons with special needs at meetings, call, then insert your phone number and TTY number, end quote. If you're using CallVault, that's an area where you want to use your generated CallVault number so calls are able to be recorded compliantly as they come in. Now, when it comes to enrollee-only events, these may qualify as marketing events. Typically, enrollee-only events are held for a specific carrier's current enrollees, and the intent is to retain the current enrollees in a plan. Since enrollee-only events are conducted on behalf of a specific carrier, we would advise you to follow carrier's guidelines to stay compliant. And while we're talking compliance, remember that the Medicare Communications and Marketing Guidelines got a bit of a makeover. They're now called the Medicare Advantage and Part D Communication Requirements, and you can find them on the Federal Register site via the links in our notes. Make sure you're following TPMO guidelines, too. CMS now considers agents and brokers to be third-party marketing organizations, TPMOs for short. Agents and brokers must record all client calls in their entirety, including calls to inform or educate clients about the event, as well as any post-event discussions. Agents do not need to record conversations when meeting in person. You can follow these guidelines to stay compliant. Disclose to the beneficiary when conducting lead-generating activities that his or her information will be provided to a licensed insurance agent for future contact when verbally communicating with a beneficiary at an event. In writing, when communicating with a beneficiary through mail or other paper communication, and electronically, when communicating with a beneficiary through email, online chat, or other electronic messaging platform. 
You must also add the following TPMO disclaimer to your email communications, website, print materials, and other materials for your event if marketing fewer than all plans available in a service area. Quote, we do not offer every plan available in your area. Any information we provide is limited to those plans we do offer in your area. Please contact Medicare.gov or 1-800-MEDICARE to get information on all of your options, end quote. So now it's time to give your presentation. Remember, during educational events, your primary focus is to educate attendees. It is not to lead or attempt to lead attendees toward a specific plan or set of plans. We'll provide you with guidelines to follow to help ensure your compliance. Here are some specific do's and don'ts to keep in mind when planning and carrying out your event. You may hand out objective and generic educational materials on Medicare Advantage, Part D prescription drug plans, and other Medicare programs. You cannot display a sign-in sheet or collect contact information like names, addresses, phone numbers, or email addresses of attendees. Educational events do not constitute as permission to contact. Next, agents can and should answer questions posed by attendees, but you cannot answer questions beyond what the event attendees ask. You may give out your business card and contact info for beneficiaries to use to initiate contact, and this includes completing and collecting a scope of appointment. Agents may schedule future marketing appointments at educational events, but you cannot provide or collect enrollment forms. You cannot hand out applications or marketing materials which contain specific plan info like premiums, co-payments, and so on. You cannot discuss any carrier-specific plan or benefits or distribute marketing plan materials. You cannot give away cash or other monetary rebates. And lastly, as we mentioned before, educational events cannot be presented one-on-one. There is nothing educational about that. As we mentioned, Agents may not conduct sales or marketing presentations or distribute or accept plan applications during an educational event. However, agents may conduct a marketing event immediately after an educational event, even in the same location if they'd like. Just remember, attendees must be made aware of the change and given the opportunity to leave prior to the marketing event beginning. Agents can also collect SOAs during the marketing event. For as much as we mention and reiterate compliance, you might be wondering why it's so important to stay compliant. It's a big deal in our industry. CMS and all carriers take compliance very seriously, and we do too. It helps keep Medicare beneficiaries safe. Keep in mind, carriers can and do send secret shoppers to educational events. If you violate the Medicare Advantage and Part D communication requirements, you could be subject to administrative hearings and penalties, cease and desist orders, and at worst, 
CMS can suspend or revoke your license. But while there are rules and regulations around these kind of events, don't let them prevent you from sharing knowledge. Keep your focus on that. Remember, Medicare beneficiaries need your expertise, and you need their trust and business. We have all experienced changes from COVID to our lives and in the Medicare landscape. You will likely be able to hold Medicare educational events in some capacity this AEP, in person or online. Those events will just look a little different, and so will the rules. But as we mentioned, as long as you follow them, there is no reason why you and your clients can't stay healthy and both benefit this AEP. Thank you for listening, and thanks for letting us be part of your routine. All of the resources mentioned are conveniently linked in the episode notes for you, so be sure to check those out. And we will see you next episode.